What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is December 9th, Friday. I'm sorry, I am doing this one uh, a little later this week. I had uh, some shit going on, and uh, I'm sorry. Get off my back and stop yelling at me. It's not fair. I'm in a goofy mood, obviously. Um, This is episode number 42. That's right. This is episode Mariana Rivera, number 42, The Closer. And um, this will be the last episode. I actually have some better acoustics. I'm kind of in a smaller room here, enclosed room here. Um, But I think this is going to be the last episode without the new equipment, uh, without the external mic and all that stuff. So this is going to be the last raw, gritty, raw, gritty street podcast. Uh, After that, we're going to have to uh, sell out a little bit and uh, update all this stuff because, um, you know, we're going to just get better sound and and all that stuff. And uh, as the show grows, so will the equipment and quality and all that shit i guess um i wanted to keep it like this but whatever so this is the last one 42 will be the last one hopefully there will be no buzzing it will be crystal clear it will sound like a real radio show uh after this um a lot of stuff to talk about uh actually had a really weird night last night i was performing at the legendary legendary danger fields uh in new york city um, on uh, 61st and 1st uh, on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. And the thing about Dangerfields, I don't know if I've ever talked about the, the comedy club in detail on the podcast, but um, I think I've talked about how the jokes go over there, how it's just a really different room, but it just hasn't changed since 1969. And I went in and I actually saw Rodney's dressing room where he always hung out last night. Somebody brought me down there. It was really cool. It just has this old, old feel, man. And, you know... Just all those guys on stage there, you know, uh, Kinnison and Bill Hicks and, you know, just Rodney and all those all those shows, you know, Robert Schimmel and uh, just, just it's just, you could just feel the history of the, of the room when you're in there, but it truly is one of the only rooms that I've ever been in where you just can do jokes that kill everywhere and for some reason, I don't know if it's the tourists or what it is, but you'll get nothing on a joke, like nothing. And but they like you still. It's just the weirdest fucking. Last night I did a couple of jokes in a row that didn't get much at all. One joke got nothing, literally nothing. I'm going all right. Well, you know this happens in comedy. I'm gonna bomb right now. This is gonna be a bombing set. And then I swear to God, sure enough, like the next joke gets this great laugh, and you they you think they they love you, but wait a minute, they just hated you. It's really fucking weird. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but I think it's the type of room that definitely gets you better. So uh, I was doing that last night, and um, it's the second time in—it's actually the second time in a couple of weeks that I've done uh, Danger Fields, and it's—it's it's just one of those rooms, hit or miss. But you just gotta stay up there and do your thing. So um, if you get a chance, if you're in New York City, man, go check out uh, check out Danger Fields. It's worth just the the way nothing has changed since 19. 19- they said the only thing that they've changed in there since 1969 were the the light bulbs. So it's really, I mean, it's, it's, it really is, and it just holds up. It just holds up by the name. Um, so, so check that out. I was doing that last night, um, and I talked about something last night um, on stage for the first time uh, because I found out the day before, but it looks like, folks, I am going to be the father of a baby girl. Uh, we found that out. Uh, we found out that we are having a little girl, um, and I gotta be honest, it's it's crazy, it's exciting. Um, I'm not gonna lie and say that that's what I wanted because I wanted my son to have a brother. Um, not that I don't want a little girl. I think it's gonna be amazing. I'm looking forward to her. I'm, I'm I, I can't wait. But you know, I have a brother, and I know what it's like to have a brother, and that's a special bond. And um, I thought it would be cool for Lucas to have that. Um, but I think it'll be really cool for him to be a big brother to a little girl and all that stuff. So I'm not trying to be, you know, insensitive, you know, but, you know, people like to lie. Oh, whatever it is, it is. That's true. As long as it's healthy and all that shit, that, that, all that stuff is real. But I just, you know, I was rooting for another boy. 
that you know I'd be lying if I said I don't want to sit here and say you know I wasn't I was and I know my wife was rooting for for a girl um my mother-in-law and my mother are fucking beside themselves with happiness um they it's funny how like you could find out like the women want a girl but they don't act like it until they find out they're like no no you know whatever another boy will be good then they find out it's a girl and like they're popping champagne and shit they they all wanted a girl <laughs> but um it's cool man it's it's really it's really um you know just humbling to know that I'm going to be responsible me and my wife are going to be responsible for a little girl in this world um and uh you know she's going to have a great big brother and Lucas who wanted a girl and uh you know he wanted a sister he said it the whole time so he got what he wants um now you might be asking Paul why didn't you want a girl what about a girl what other than the brother thing was there another reason all right, fine. I'll come clean. Here's the thing. Okay. This is... Uh, I'm going to give you guys a little pre-warning here. Um, if I may say something offensive uh, here. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck you. It's my show. This is the Verzi effect. Not the judgmental asshole listener effect. It's the Verzi effect. It's my show. Okay, you could get your own show called the Judgmental Listener of Other People's Podcast Effect Show on your own time, all right, on your own dime. But on my time, you're going to listen to what I have to say, and here's what it is. I don't know why I'm getting defensive with you. See, that's how you know some shit's about to come when I'm, I have to, like, set it up like this and say, holy shit, like, you're about to hear something. No, here's the thing, okay? Little girl's great, but they get older and they get, like... I don't know. It's just, you know what it is? And I, I guess I'm just going to come clean with it. It comes down to sex, too. It does. Okay? Because it's inevitable. Okay? A father needs to know it's inevitable. At one point in your daughter's life, there's going to be a penis around her somehow. Okay? Like, a penis will will be around your little girl. And that's hard for me to accept. Um, stupid cat is trying to get in here. Um, so, anyway... That's the thing. Um, and I don't know if I could do that. I, I, I can't. Like, my daughter is literally going to, you know, get like a... Basically, I'll kill people is what it really comes down to. I'll kill people and, like, it's going to ruin a lot of things for me. It's going to ruin my career. Um, because, I mean, if you... I'm worried about my son being bullied. Okay? I'm talking about... I, I will kill people if they go near my son. My daughter, that's just like... I mean, that's just instant death and pain and suffering for everybody involved. So I'm just praying that this goes smoothly. <laughs> because uh, that's one thing, man. I, I just... I c cannot imagine anybody trying to, to do anything. I mean, when you love something like that, it's ridiculous. Um, and, yeah. I mean, because here's the thing, too, okay? If your son is bad in school, okay? Like, if, if you hear your son's being bad, you could hear things like... Um, yeah, he was skipping school, he was smoking cigarettes, they were, you know, they were playing hooky, they were drinking in between classes. Like, when your daughter's being bad, you could hear some shit like, yeah, she went into the woods with four dudes. Like, I can't fucking have that. I can't, that's, 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 <laughs> these are my fears, people. These are my fears, okay? Um, if you have a son and you hear, yeah, you know, he went into the woods with four girls, You'll be like, oh my god, what happened? You gotta tell me how this shit went down. Um, obviously when mom or nobody else is listening. But when uh, when you hear some stuff about, you know, your daughter skipping school. Well, why is she skipping school? Who is she going to see? As you can tell, I'm going to be a difficult father. But only when she hits like teenage years. I think I'm going to be the shit with her. Like here's how mine and my daughter's relationship's going to go. Okay, we're going to be insanely tight Hopefully forever, but there's going to be that transition, okay, when she's into, like, cell phones and boys and all that stuff where I'm going to see something that I think is ridiculous, open my mouth, she's going to get mad, and we're going to fight and stuff like that. So I'm going to do my best to just be friends with her, but also still be the father figure who, like, lets her know what it is, and hopefully it goes well. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited and, uh, all jokes aside, we're thrilled and, um, it, it was extremely awesome news to find out that a little girl that resembles hopefully my wife 
is coming in uh, into this world. It's funny. I was talking to some comedian friends. and like, oh, man, I'm sure she'll be beautiful. And I go, yeah, just as long as she doesn't look like me with a ponytail. Uh, <laughs> she'll be she'll be beautiful as long as there's a lot more of uh, of Stacy in her than me. But um, that's that's the news that we got, and uh, we're we're excited. And all of you who commented on my Facebook or you know texted me or emailed me, um, congratulations, thank you, I appreciate it. Um, you know what else can I say? But you know a lot of those things that I talked about, I gotta have to really talk about on stage because I'm, I'm trying to be as honest and as real as I possibly can on stage. And these are real feelings, real thoughts that you think about. Um, so, you know, I just feel like, you know, a lot of people are like, man, you're being more real and you're more dark. It's not really that. It's just that it's not even dark or real. Everybody, the happiest person in the world, um, you know, the happiest person in the world has dark thoughts. It, it gets down, gets up feels good, feels bad. And the key is, you just want to talk about all that, especially when you're performing. So, you know, I guess there is a little, like, I guess the Darth Vader in me, the villain in me, and the Darth Vader in me is starting to, to come out. But it's not a fake character that's coming out. It's actually real, real things that I have that I'm just trying to, instead of holding in, um, or thinking about, or just talking privately with people about, I'm just giving now, and it feels really good. So there's gonna, and I'm gonna talk about having a girl and some of the things and, and that that you know that I want to say, and uh, it may upset some people, and and I've seen people blush and get upset by the things that I'm gonna say, um, but that's what I have to do. So tell you guys right now you come to see my uh, you come to see me perform in the next few weeks or next actually from now on you're going to uh, you're going to definitely hear some shit buckle up <laughs> uh, buckle up for sure um, but no i just you know i just uh, i want my daughter to date like a tim tebow that's what i want like if my daughter comes home like if tim tebow and i'm going to transition this into sports so this is good timing but if my daughter can date like a Tim Tebow, that would be fucking awesome. And, you know, because that guy, let's get into this sports thing. All right, let's get into the sports. Um, I haven't talked about it yet. Um, I've been waiting for reality to, to set in with this guy and his style of play here. But Tim Tebow is, um, he he's... Listen, there's, there's very few times you see somebody that is special in some way or, or another. They're just special. They have the ability to to have people follow. They have the ability to just be you know great leaders, to believe in themselves, not care what other people think, and do it their way. And I think that's what Tim Tebow is. You know, I'm not going to lie. The way he plays football, the way he plays quarterback in the NFL, it seems like a guy, you know, running around to save his life, but last week he was throwing the ball, which they said, you know, can he do that? Uh, Steve Young said something, and he was like, this is the first time I've seen this guy play NFL quarterback in the league last week because he's actually throwing the ball, and he can throw the ball, but he never really did. Um, somebody said that the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Rob Ryan, said, yeah, I saw the I saw the Broncos game, and they were like, what do you think of the offense? He goes, what do I think of the offense? It's horse shit, uh, which is true. Uh, the Broncos' offense is really weird. They just like they they knock the clock down. They do all these crazy, like desperate plays with flea flickers with wide receivers throwing passes, and it looks like it's going to be a long day for them. And before you know it, it's the third and fourth quarter. They're in the game, and the kid makes a play. Defense is awesome. Broncos' defense is fucking awesome, man. And uh, you know Vaughn Miller is maybe defensive player of the year. Um, the Broncos, you know, if Tim Tebow throws the ball the way he did last week, the Broncos can, they can slip into the playoffs and make noise in the playoffs, I think, the way that they're going. I don't know. Uh, but here's a one thing that I have to say that has to be addressed. Although Tim Tebow is a leader, although he's got the intangibles, although he's a winner and he finds, he finds ways to get it done, um, he hasn't played a big, big-time team yet. He's beaten the Raiders, he's beaten the Dolphins, he's beaten the Vikings, uh, he's be, beat the Chargers, I believe, who were having a lack, just a lackluster year and, and everything like that. So let 
let T-Ball and them play a good defense. Let him play. I want to see him play the, you know, let's see what happens against the Packers. I mean, I know that's not fair because the Packers are undefeated, but let's see. You know, let's see him play a big-time defense. Let's see him play. I want to see him play an AS. Let's see him play the Steelers. Let's see him play the Ravens. Um, I want to see that. And and if they pull that off, then I'll say, man, this is fucking this this is something that's that's really working. But you got to give him credit. Um, he's doing it week in and week out. His uh, you know, his his Jesus stuff can get annoying when it's like every time, you know. Like listen, I don't knock that. You know, I don't knock that. People have their beliefs, and that's cool. You know, you want to believe in God, you want to believe in Jesus, you want to believe in all that, man. And and I have my beliefs, and and you know, I believe in a God. Um, I do, I believe in a higher power, all that stuff, but just like constantly saying it every time, you know, it's, you know, somebody said something, so did God, did God want the other team to lose? Did God not like the Vikings? Is God not a Vikings fan? It's, it's almost like, what about the religious people who are on the Vikings? Do they just, just because this guy, you know, that's the only thing, like when people say things like, oh, you know, first and foremost, like Jesus, like Jesus doesn't care about an interception, Jesus doesn't care about an interception in the NFL when there's hungry kids dying, you know, in third world countries. And if he does, it would be hilarious and twisted all at the same time. Like if Jesus was just watching, <laughs> if Jesus was just watching the Broncos game, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, they're hungry in Africa." Hold on a second, it's the fourth quarter. It's the two minute warning. I'll get to the kid in a second. Like I don't think he's doing that. Um, so the Jesus thing could get a little, but you know what, listen, there's a lot of people, religious people in this country, in this world, faith is a big, big deal, and they're following this guy too, and I think that people see something special in him, so good for him, I'm not going to knock it, you know, but I just, it just gets a little tiring, like every single time, the Jesus thing, but he's good, I like him, I like Tim Tebow, um, and I think what he's doing is pretty exciting, I just want to see him do it against a team that, that's going to, you know, that's going to be able to really figure out what they're doing and make the kid stand in there and pass. And if he stands in there and pass and he puts the throw, then it's all good. So that's my take on, on Tim Tebow. Five and oh, five in a row. You got to keep watching. He's keeping it exciting. Uh, if I was in Denver, I'd be psyched. I would be on I would be on the Tebow fucking, you know, train, waiting, just uh, psyched. Um, I can't believe, did I just say Tebow train? Give me a fucking break. Um, what else is sports? The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are, um, I think they got Tyson Chandler today. I'm psyched about this. Okay, just the fact that you're talking about the Knicks and it's, it's something that, you know, Carmelo Anthony and Amari I don't want them to get rid of Amari Stoudemire to get Chris Paul. I don't. I want to keep the big front court. Chandler, Anthony, and Amari Chandler running the five, Amari running the four, Carmelo there, man, that's that's ridiculous, and I think we can have Billups as a backup, and I'd like to get a point guard in there that is, you know, maybe a tier two point guard with Billups as the backup. I think that that one-two thing would, would really make up for, for stuff, and we'd have a huge, I think it would be awesome, so I'd love to see those three play for a while and see what happens, and then, you know, whatever. Um, I heard that the David Stern... Stop the 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 trade of Paul to the Lakers, which uh, I guess is fucked up. But at the same time, I'm glad. So um, I don't know. I just I feel like uh, the NBA is turning into these like there's going to be like six teams that have monster rosters, and just twenty something teams that just are are really bad. Um, I'm actually liking that there's going to be 66 games instead of 82. Because I always thought 82 was too many. I actually think like a 65-game season in basketball is way better. I think the NBA is way too long. 82 games? I mean, it's just it just gets... it just And then this, the playoffs go on for months. So I think that 65 games would be a great NBA season anyway. So I'm looking forward to seeing the 66-game season. And uh, hopefully the Knicks could, um, could make noise... Um, what else is going on in the world of sports? Um, this fucking guy, Sandusky, man. I hope this guy goes to jail and gets raped every day until he gets the death penalty. That's, that's the only thing, the only thing bad enough that can happen to this guy is that he gets raped every day for 10 years until his execution. 
Because th this guy, what he raping ten year old boys? I mean, it's fucked up, man. This is just crazy. These people are sick and they should be killed. Uh, that's that's unbelievable. Um, oh, I was in the city last night after uh, Dangerfields, and I went to um, I went to this place called Shake Shack. Holy shit! Do yourself a favor. Shake Shack was one of the best burgers I've ever eaten. Ever. It's like an In-N-Out burger, but like gourmet better. Pickles, onions, uh, lettuce, tomato. The bun was like hot but soft. The, the beef was perfect. Melted cheese on it, perfect. It was the perfect cheeseburger. Place was mobbed at midnight. Mobbed at midnight. Uh, and apparently have really good shakes there, but you gotta go, if you go to New York City, you gotta go to, um, the Shake Shack, and they have a couple of them, the best, the best, I had a cheeseburger, I had a, a cheeseburger with the works on it, and a, and a small Diet Coke, it cost me $6.43, unbelievable, one of the best burgers I've had in New York City, folks, New York City, one of the best burgers I had was $6 with a drink included in that $6. Fucking epic. Shake Shack. Go to it. By the way, the Verzi Effect podcast show is sponsored by Shake Shack in New York City. That has the best... <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, I know it sounds like I'm doing a commercial for him. You got to check it out. Um, no, it, it was It was delicious. And, um, I'm in a, this is a goofy, I'm in like a really kind of fucking crazy, goofy mood today. Um, I don't know. I'm in a good mood. I, I woke up, I got some, my 2012 schedule is going to be coming out. I got some dates, uh, that I was waiting for that they came in. And, uh, you know, speaking of, speaking of that, I, I got a, a cool announcement. I made the announcement already, so it's not a surprise. But um, I am going to be recording my first comedy album, folks. Uh, my first real, like, on wax fucking comedy album, you know, sold on Amazon and iTunes and all, and all like, legit. Like, my first comedy album called Let Me Tell You Something is, is going to be recorded in, in uh, I can't say the place yet, but it's going to be recorded at a, at a really cool spot in New York City. And uh, that's going to go down in February. And then by the time all the editing and packaging and all that stuff goes down, it'll probably be a couple months later. But, you know, before mid-2012, my album is going to be released. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, it's going to be all the greatest of my work that I've done up to this point um, on one album. And uh, I'm excited about it. So um, let me tell you something is something that uh, is in the works. And I'm excited. So check it out, please. Um, when it's up there, I'll let you guys know. You guys can pre-order it, uh, buy it if you're a fan, buy a couple of them, give them to friends, and um, that was that was when I found out about that. I was really excited that uh, I was going to do that. So uh, it's something that I wanted to do, and you know, I, I kind of been prolonging it because I'm kind of you know you just want it to be great, you want it to be really good, and and that's what I'm I'm going to be doing. So. Um, what else is going on? So I went to the movies last night. I got a movie review for you guys. Um, I saw at midnight. So yeah, I had a busy night last night. I did Dangerfields. Then I met up with my manager. And then we went to uh, Shake Shack. I ate a burger that gave me a chubby. And then I went to a midnight movie. We got lucky. We were going to go see this movie called uh, In Time, I think. In Time with Justin Timberlake. And uh, it was like, a, they said, a murder, suspense, the guy's falsely accused. As soon as I hear and read shit like that, I'm like, I'm in. So even though it was Justin Timberlake, I was like, all right, you know what, the, the kid's talented. Let's see, this might be a good movie. So we're eating these delicious burgers, and we're excited about going to see this movie. And we get to the theater, and the movie sold out. So the other movie we wanted to see was The Descendants with George Clooney, but they didn't have a listing of a midnight show there, just a 10 o'clock show. But when we get there, we see that Descendants does have a 12.05 show. So it was kind of like, it was like this bittersweet. We're like, oh shit, that movie sold it. Oh, we could see The Descendants. Turns out, Rotten Tomatoes had In Time with Justin Timberlake at 38%, said it was shitty. And they had like 90-something percent for Descendants. We go into Descendants. I thought it was a great movie. 
I thought it was an excellent, excellent movie. I thought George Clooney was excellent. I thought the, the girl who played his daughter in it was excellent. Um, definitely a different movie. No action. It's just more about life, family, um, death, uh, death of a loved one, um, making things right with loved ones, just all kinds of shit like that. Um, I don't know, folks. Maybe I'm getting soft because I have a family of my own. Um, you know, the last two movies I saw I had really no action. I saw J. Edgar and now I saw Descendants. Um, both obviously very different. But Descendants, here's what Descendants is. Um, George Clooney and his family uh, reside in Hawaii. And he's got a lot of land, him and his family, which they inherited, like a ton of land, which they're going to sell and get like 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 half of, like just billions or, or 500 million, something ridiculous. And um, during that, his, his, his wife is in a terrible accident and he's got these two daughters and uh, people are putting pressure on him to either sell the land, not sell the land. He goes through a ton of shit and just a bunch of family, real life shit happens through it. Uh, you could feel his stress, you could feel his anxiety in the movie, and I liked it, I liked it, you know, it was just, there's definitely, you know, I mean, I wanted to see some kind of murder, suspense, thriller, but this was different, and maybe because I have kids, um, I like this, maybe five years ago, I would have been like, alright man, this is alright, but I can't, but I like the movie, so go see the movie, um, and and tell me what you think, but I, I never put a movie on here, or review a movie on here that I think sucked, that I say is good. Uh, although some people disagreed with Drive. I thought Drive was fucking awesome. Um, and leave comments if you disagree. And then I will find the flaw in your disagreement. And shut you the fuck down. Okay? Don't you come on here and listen to something that I say. And try to fucking knock shit on my show. Alright? Motherfucker. This is my show. Okay, if I say a movie's good on this show, it's good. You got so you got a problem with it? Then don't listen to my show. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. What else do we want to talk about here? Um, unacceptable for the week. Speaking of movies, sleeping during a movie. Okay, do not pay. Well, fortunately, I had free passes for the AMC movie last night. But I have been to movies with friends, with family, and they're fucking sleeping. Do not go. Going to a movie to me is so fucking awesome that it's almost, I, I said this many times, it's like almost for me going to a sporting event. Not that is exciting, but like I love it so much going to the movie theater. To sleep in a movie is unacceptable. There was a guy sitting... And this is another thing that's unacceptable. This is two unacceptables. But mainly the one is sleeping in the movie. That's the main unacceptable for episode 42. I go into this movie theater. I'm sitting there with my manager. The, it is empty. The, we have the entire theater at 12.05. I look down and there's this one guy all the way at the end... Looked like he was dead. Not joking. Looked like he was dead. Kind of like over in a fetal position. Just laying. I don't know if it's a homeless guy that snuck in. But he was all the way on the side. I don't know what it was. If it was an employee who was off work and just put his head down to sleep. I don't know. So me and, and, and Kimowitz, my manager, we walk in to this, this theater. And we're sitting there. We get middle center. No, nothing. It's empty except this guy passed out who he couldn't even see. He was so far like off in this little like. Like, I don't know, cubby, fucking whatever, wherever he was. But you really couldn't see him. So we're sitting there. So, sure enough, this guy walks in. Of course, right? And he's got this big bag. This big plastic bag of, of like, I don't know, what he had, snacks in it or whatever. It's just one of these guys who take, you know... Like, I mean, I've, I've brought in my own candy and stuff, but this is, you could, like, I didn't know if this guy had steaks and pizza. Like, this is a guy that's totally trying to take advantage of the of the, the movie-going experience, right? And he comes in, and of course, the whole fucking theater's empty. Guy could go anywhere he wants. He could go three rows in front of us, four rows in back of us. He could go all the way down in the front. We were in the middle, whatever. This guy decides to sit right in, in, the, in a ro the row in front of us, Okay, so I was on the right, David was on the left, sits right maybe in the row in front of me, maybe like three three chairs over. The guy's right there, okay? And we're watching the movie, and 
there was this one scene where one of the one of Clooney's daughters gets into it with another girl in the movie. And the guy just goes, yeah, well, she's a fat pig. <laughs> and just laughed to himself. And me and Kim just looked at each other and were like, what the fuck? This guy is... He would, like, mumble to himself and talk to himself. And, like, his head was down. He was sleeping there in the movie. Then he would pop up and make a comment and go... I didn't know what the fuck. Who let this guy out of whatever psych ward this guy came from. But he, it was just really weird. But the guy is sleeping in a good movie. Um... Kimowitz was getting tired, so I noticed like he wanted to close his eyes, but he liked the movie. But it was getting late. It was like 2 in the morning. Um, but I just think that if you pay good money, you know, if you pay good money, just, just fucking don't, don't sleep. But I've, I know I've done a bunch of, uh, I've done a bunch of unacceptables regarding movies. So I don't know if this was one already. So I'm going to have a backup in case that is one, because I'm, I'm, I'm too lazy right now to look back on the other 40-something episodes and see. But in case that is one, I'll say the other one is when there's an empty space in the theater and you decide to just gravitate to where the other people are. When It's like, don't you want the privacy too? Don't you want to be in this big, beautiful theater where you could put your fucking feet up and kick your arms out and do whatever it is that you want to do? If you spill popcorn or soda or whatever, no one's even fucking near you. Do you need to be that close to other people? I just, it was, it's, it always happens when you go to the movies. It, without fail, it fucking happens. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Go to the, why are you going to go, go rent a DVD and, and go home if you're going to sleep. Don't sleep in a movie, especially a good movie. I um I had a friend. This was one of the funniest. I have a friend. I, I'm actually, I'm not going to mention his name. I have a friend who sleeps every time he goes to, we go to the movies. Every time. And uh, he's probably not going to listen to this. But if he did, he'd know it was him. And anyway, I remember we saw we went to one of the Saw movies. I think it was like Saw 3. And it was in, uh, I think it was in New York City. And the movie theater was sold out, packed. Packed out to the point it was just ridiculous. And he was just sleeping during like the most gruesome, loud, like just like, just unbelievably scary, intense, suspenseful scenes. And he was just sleeping in like the fifth row of a sold out in Saw where we were right there. Slept through the whole thing, just woke up. How was the movie? He might as well have been... In a, <laughs> in a quiet hotel room. That's how he woke up. Just no clue. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Oh, it's awesome, man. Oh, I'm glad I came. And just it's like, why the fuck would you even come to this thing? Um, but, the, <laughs> yeah, I think sleeping in a movie is unacceptable. Actually, I saw, here's another thing that I saw, which is so unacceptable. But this this was a family member. So I can't mention names. I really can't. But I was at a football game. A rivalry game. NFL. Down on the field. And I looked over. And the individual I was with was sitting down when the rest of the stadium was standing. Looking at his iPhone or his fucking droid or whatever phone he has. Reading the news. He was reading the news when 70-something thousand people were standing up clapping, watching an important play. And I was just like, it was so unacceptable that it was it was just like, why is this? Like, this guy shouldn't even come to football games. Like, it's, it's just silly to even come. Like, you can't. It's just, there's certain things that are just unacceptable. And th that's even beyond. You know what I mean? That's like going to an NFL football game and having everybody stand watching a play, but you're just sitting there reading the news. And it wasn't important news. It's not like a fucking nuke was coming from Russia and we all needed to. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like, oh, an earthquake or something terrible hit a tsunami. No, no, no. It was just like, you know, reading something stupid, you know? Like, oh, Obama bought a new suit. This one's brown. Like, it, this one's black. Like, it just something fuck And just sitting there. That is, for me, going to a game an important game and watching it and standing, that's like as important, that's like looking at your phone during your wife giving birth. Your wife's giving birth, people are like, you know, screaming and everything like that. Oh, here's another thing. Speaking about that, I know that I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place uh, right now. 
Uh, but those are the unacceptables for the week. Sleeping and, and fucking all that shit and movies and sitting near people when it's empty, all that stuff. That, that's un, uh, that's unacceptable. We'll plow through that. Um, people were saying, like, why didn't you want to find out what the sex was during the birth? Don't you want it to be a surprise? Don't you want it to be a surprise? And I stumped him. You know what I said? I go, isn't it a surprise when you go to the ultrasound to find out? Right? It, it is. It's, it, it is a surprise. Although it's not when you see the baby, it's still a surprise when you find the fuck out what you're having. Okay? Just with a lot less pain, screaming, and blood. <laughs> it's the same thing. So you wake up excited. Okay, today's the day. When the baby's born, okay, today's the day. The baby's going to be born and then we're going to find out. How about, no, today's the day we go to the ultrasound. We're going to find out and we're going to be fucking smart and prepared. How about that? We're going to be prepared knowing what the fuck we have and it's going to be a surprise. And my wife is not going to be screaming in pain with blood squirting everywhere when we find out, which is a little uh, little more pleasant. <laughs> oh, man, I nailed you people on that one. All right. Uh, time to get, uh, time to get in some, um, some plugs. Uh, plugs. This weekend. No, no, no. Actually, I canceled dates this weekend. I canceled dates because, uh, folks, not that I'm arrogant, not that I think I'm better, but, uh, I'm at a point in my career where the money needs to be right, and I cannot take shit money just because it's going to put me on stage. Unfortunately, um... Comedians can be taken advantage of. You got to know when to say no. Comedians can, you know, stage time is what we need, so those people use that against us. I'm not saying that, that that's what happened in this case, but, you know, stage time is so precious to a comedian that they could try to fuck you with money. Go, oh, well, you know what? The budget kind of changed, and uh, you're going to get not really what you should be getting, but we'll make it up to you next time. Blah, blah, blah. Business isn't good. You got to say, you know what? Fuck that. You know, business isn't good, then you don't get my quality of comedy. So business is going to suffer that way too. How about that? You know, you got to pay people for their services. You got to pay people correctly for what they for what they do. So uh, I had to cancel some gigs, um, which sucks because that took away. I would have been on stage five times this week. Uh, now I was on stage last night and I have to fight to try to get spots the next couple of days to stay fresh. So that's, that's the, the, I guess the back and forth that you have to go with. That's what I have to deal with. But I would rather do that and run around the city looking for spots and write and, and do all that other stuff, um, than, than be taken advantage of and get shitty money for my services. So unfortunately I will not be working, um, this weekend, uh, in New York City or at least on, on, on that show. So I will be next week, okay, I will be headlining in Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, in the area that I went to high school. I went to John Jay High School, which is in Hopewell Junction. I lived in Fishkill at the time. My mother moved to Wappingers Falls. I'm giving you guys the whole background of my life. Um, but no, my mom is like four miles away from the uh, bananas in Poughkeepsie, so that's going to be cool. Um, I usually have a great turnout up there, uh, you know, friends, family, everything, um, you know, which I really appreciate. If you could come make it out to a show, that's that's awesome. I love seeing everybody there. I appreciate all the support, um, always, uh, of course. So I will be there headlining Bananas Comedy Club December 16th, um, a week from today. And uh, then two shows on December 17th. Um, and uh, it's cool, man. It's always it's always a good time there. And uh, I love to, uh, you know, because that time of year when I get up there, which is towards the end of the year, I'm always doing a bunch of new stuff. So if you're hearing this, you will, you may hear some, some jokes you know, but you're definitely going to be hearing definitely a bunch of different stuff. So um, come out. Um, it'll be a good time, and, uh, that's where I will be. Bananas Comedy Club's been there forever, so it's awesome. Um, and then, obviously, I'm not doing anything for, for, um, Christmas. But on December 22nd, um, December 22nd, I will be at Stand Up New York on the Cringe Humor Show. At Stand Up New York on 78th and Broadway. And, um, on... December 29th, I will also be at Stand Up New York um, doing the Love Machine comedy show, which is um, 
uh, a well-known comedy show that they produce out in Los Angeles and New York, and I will be on that show. So, Bananas Comedy Club, 16th and 17th of December, which is next week, and December 22nd and 29th, I will be at Stand Up New York, and then my new 2012 schedule will be up on the um, paulverzi.com website. My new uh, website is... Um, is up now. It's like a hundred percent. I got the. I got you know new images, new images of Carnegie Hall. I got the updated uh, bio on there. I got an updated YouTube page. I'm gonna be adding some of my newest jokes to that YouTube page very soon. But check that out, paulverzi.com, uh, and you can get all that. And, and like I said, 2012 dates are coming in. I already got uh, two dates for San Antonio, Texas. I got uh, uh, Pennsylvania dates. And um, yes, yeah, some and, and and more to come. I'm sure I'm going to be having some some dates down south and hopefully out west. So um, this year I'm looking to do more more than more than ever. And this has been uh, this has been a good year. I'm going to do on the next show. I'm going to do like kind of like a year in review, um, and we'll be able to uh, you know we'll be able to reflect people. We'll be able to reflect on all we've been through. And actually, I started this podcast, I believe, last December. So I'm coming on a year now. We've been doing the Verzi effect, and it's been growing in numbers. But uh, I have a feeling it's going to be growing even more over uh, the next year. So thank you very much. Um, I'm going to go back to doing the From the Fans segment. Um, I just haven't promoted that as much because I've had guests. I'm also going to have other guests. I've already booked a couple of guests for January. Um for you guys too so once again thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you for the well wishes and the kind words about my wife and i expecting a baby girl um it's very exciting i'm I'm, I'm thrilled and uh, i'm very thankful for all the verzi effect listeners um and that's it until episode number 43 who's an athlete number 43 that was like a famous 43 i don't know i can't even think about it um But this was episode Mariano Rivera, number 42. New York Yankees, don't forget it. Uh, How about the Angels getting Albert Pujols and A.J. Wilson? The Angels made a splash. Could you imagine getting a contract? Could you imagine being so good at something that they're going to give you $254 million? He got 200, wait, did he get that? 250-something million dollars for 10 years? Think about that. $254 million. Like, like that's just... that's for, Like, Mike Tyson is the only one who could fuck that up. Because I think Mike Tyson blew, like, $300 million. Which is just... I don't understand how you do that. Like, what is he buying? Fucking elephants and, sh- like, shooting them and then buying... Like, I... <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> how in the world... Can you take $300 million and fuck that up? I just, on interest alone in the bank, you never have to do anything. If you have that in the right bank, you don't have to do anything. The, the, the interest that that will accrue, you don't have to fucking work. Somebody said Mike Tyson like literally like ran out of gas or something with a Ferrari and just gave it to somebody and then like got a ride to a dealership and bought like a Porsche or something. Like That's how bad he was with his money. But even still, $300 million, what's a Porsche? Even a top-notch Porsche, what, 130, 125? Okay. You're going to make that in interest. Like, you have to fucking, you have to literally buy castles and, and, and just the most ridiculous, stupid shit, amusement parks, and just, I just don't understand how you do it. Albert Pujols got, got for 10 years, and I'm not good in math, but that's a lot of millions a year. Okay, for 10. He's probably going to make like upwards of $26 million a year for the next 10 years. And uh, that's why he could leave St. Louis. How could he leave St. Louis? You know why? Because they gave him the world on a silver fucking platter. I would have done it too. Um, I realized that I just went into another sports segment when I was ending my show. Like, I could have had that be next week's sports segment, but instead I doubled it up this week. I'm giving you people your money's worth. All right? You cocksuckers. You owe me. Okay, you owe me... Actually, no, because I said that this should be uh, 45 minutes. Usually, like, I have to get, like... I have to get to 40 minutes just because I'm jipping everybody and myself if I don't. 
But when I get to 45 plus, that's fucking awesome. And uh, right now I have five seconds left. Yep, four, three, two, one, 45. There you go. I gave you my little Albert Pujols, little, little throw in there that the guy just made more money. I mean, that's, that's just unbelievable. To make that much money, what would you do? Let's go into a little bonus time here. Go into a little bonus time. Gonna go, gonna go further in the game here. I'm closing this out strong. The only way Mariano Rivera would have it. Episode number 42, Mariano Rivera style. Um, I'm shut. I'm, I'm, I'm striking out the side here. <laughs> uh, what would you do with 254? I'm trying to think what I would do with 254 million dollars. The first thing I would do is I would buy. I would buy properties in my favorite places, but good investment properties, properties that I know you could sell and make your money back plus some. So, you know, you make a profit everywhere. So I'd like to buy a house. I'd like to buy a house in, um, I would definitely buy a house in, in Los Angeles or somewhere really nice in California. I would buy a house in, um, I would buy an apartment in New York City and I would have a house in Westchester. So there would be I'd be I'd be covered on the East Coast. When I'm in Manhattan, if I needed a place to stay, I'd have like a million dollar I'd have like a million dollar like two or three bedroom apartment in Manhattan. I would have um I would have like a big five, six bedroom big home in Westchester, you know, for a couple million. Okay, that's what, three, four million right there. I'd buy like a two million dollar or three million dollar home in Los Angeles, maybe four million dollars, like really nice up in the hills there. Okay, so that takes me down to what? Let's say I knocked out 12 million right there. Four, no, not even 10, eight, eight to 10 million. All right, so now I have 240 million dollars. Um, you know, you figure the interest will take care of like the taxes on a lot of that shit, right? Uh, so I would buy, obviously, I would buy a. A good city car that I would have. I would have, actually no. You know, in, in Manhattan, I would just always have a driver. L.A., I would have a garage with like two unbelievable sports cars and then like a regular get-around car. So you. So after all that shit's done, what, you know, I'd probably be. I'd probably buy like a really nice place in Las Vegas because I love Vegas. But you figure even after all that, that's how much money. Two hundred and fifty-four million dollars is so much money that you can buy. Think about this for a second. This is how crazy this shit is. You could buy a million dollar home. <laughs> you could buy a million dollar fucking home in every state in the United States of America. Okay? And after taxes and all that shit, you probably still have like a hundred million dollars. It's, 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 so, it's so fucking silly that a guy who can hit a baseball, can do that. You know? Like, I would think that the number one brain surgeon in America should make $300 million in, in, a, in a career. Okay? Not a guy who can go fucking oppo in the bottom of the ninth with two runners on. Although that's really important, you know, what did Mickey Mantle make? Like, a hundred grand was like the biggest... Like when Mickey Mantle was making a hundred grand, people looked at him like he was like a billionaire. I mean, I know times were different, but two hundred and fifty-four million dollars. Like that's so much money. You're just—I'd love to see like when people have that much money, because I, I would do stupid things after a while. Like I would—I would buy like I seriously I would buy exotic animals just in my backyard. Just like I wouldn't be those weirdos who had them like 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 in, on the show like Fatal Attractions, but I I would. <laughs> I would really, you know, have like a fucking giraffe in the backyard. I'd have like a rhino that people can pet, you know, with a guy standing next to it with a fucking taser just so my friends could be like, holy shit, dude, I'm going to Versi's house. I got to pet that rhino. Like make it a tradition that you can't, you got to come to my house and pet the fucking rhino. Um, I would do, oh my God, it would be ridiculous. I'd go on balloon rides. <laughs> I, would, I would do everything that... <laughs> I would do every weird thing. Like, I, I would. I just, just so you could say, because what the hell, man, you know? 
Life is short. You got $250 million. You know, I'm happy. You give me... Listen, if I make... My goal in my career, I'll be honest. My goal in my career, I like to make like a few million dollars in my career. Like, you know, maybe... You know, if I could get... Listen, if I was make, If I got a sitcom, I'd like to make that Ray Romano money where I was making like, you know... Where the, where the show was so successful after five, six years or whatever, you're making like, you know, 1.2 an episode. Like, if it got like that. So, yeah, you want to make, you know... And in my business, you know, in comedy, you could be broke or you could be rich real quick. So, you know, I like to make millions in my career, for sure. I'd love to be... I'd love to do that. Um, but $250 million to play baseball is so fucking silly that that it's it's like it's it's criminal but at the same time i find it hilarious you know and and i i'm lazy when i when i'm doing something like when i'm like i'm not lazy when i do what i love so my comedy career and all that shit i go i go i'm a workaholic man i'm up all night working on it and i'm 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 out you know you know trying to do shows i'm just, i got my home doing a business thing i'm contacting my managers like you know I, i'm i'm relentless with that but when i'm not doing that i don't like i'm not one of these people like oh it's a nice day like, let's go fucking hiking like i don't do that like with me when i'm not doing shit i want to lay on my couch okay and watch tv watch sports like when i'm not doing and that's what drives my wife nuts because my wife would be like, oh, you know, we'll get some Christmas stuff. And we'll, you want to go to Home Depot and do it? And I'm just thinking, fuck no. I don't want to do that. Okay, I'm off today. I want to do nothing but sit on the couch and play with Lucas and watch the game and sleep. In, in whatever order that goes. Um, but if I had $254 million, I think I would take lazy to another level. Like, I, I would go to Hawaii probably for a month. I'd go to Hawaii for a month and I would just be like, fuck it. I'm going to just sit on this hammock. And I'm going to drink Coronas and just just do nothing. I'm going to do nothing for 30 days. Could you imagine doing nothing? Could you imagine going on a vacation where you do nothing for like 30 or 60 days? But I really mean nothing. Like you wake up, you just catch a buzz, you sleep, you eat, and you just do that every day for like 30. Like eating the best quality food, the best quality drinks, sleeping, you know? Just having sex with your wife or if you're single just fucking getting laid and just doing all that shit like that's fuck that do you imagine how unbelievable that would be not that unbelievable if you got 250 million dollars that's like a you could go on like a uh like a two month cruise around the world for like i don't know $25,000 like go everywhere on the world on a beautiful ship oh my god i got to get rich talking about this makes me want to rob a bank Folks, that is episode uh, number 42. Went into some bonus time there. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed my crazy rants today. Uh, but it's only because I love you guys. Till episode 43. PV. Out.